get down, get down, get down, get down, get down, get down, get down. Hi there, this is Matilda Fagan-Schmidt. You're listening to The Simo Show on 88.9 FM. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Oof. Welcome to the show for another week. How are you doing over there? Mitchell Big Plays Driver, you sit across from me. Oh. The Bitchel, the man <laughs> with a mission. How you doing? I, look, stop calling me the Bitchel. <laughs> Hey, you're the one that told me that uh, yeah, was I mean, a name yeah, that existed. I mean, yeah, but it wasn't an invitation to oh, okay, openly right. insult me live on the air. <laughs> okay, it's not. But in, other than that, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty it's good. It's not insulting. It's endearing. It's, is it? The, me- is it really? If it's meant with the right intention, I, I I mean I guess, but I'm gonna have to disagree. Okay, fair cool. <laughs> and then we've got another man sitting across from us this evening. Ooh, what a man! Yes, good friend of ours in full armor. <laughs> yeah, you can hear him. You can hear him rattling around over there. It is, in fact, uh, Tristan Mooney Wills, and he sits across from us in a full uh, stormtrooper getup. How are you going over there? So it's, isn't it? A, it's a clone trooper. Clone trooper. Honest to your tribes. <laughs> I always wanted to say that on live radio. Oh, there it is. Brilliant. Yeah, you can't say stormtrooper. You have to say clone. Yeah, clones. Because there's a what a notable difference between. Yes. Between what a clone trooper is and, and what a stormtrooper is, what is the confounding like difference? Oh. Right <laughs> How much time have you got? <laughs> but like, what what was the point where they went from being clone troopers to stormtroopers? Oh, clone troopers were bred and raised specifically for the Clone Wars, <laughs> and okay. once that war was over, the clones were starting to die out because of the accelerated okay. now for those that process. <laughs> so they started recruiting stormtroopers. Okay. So for the listeners who aren't aware, uh, he is in fact talking about Star Wars hey. right now, um, not a real war. Side, Wait, side note. <laughs> yeah. Not a real war Not a where real clones war. were bred yeah. and raised to fight <laughs> from another like planet. Like some rich man's yeah, playground. Exactly. Full disclaimer, any wars discussed tonight are of the star variety. Yes. Probably. Hopefully. Most likely. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, maybe I'll get an interesting fact out there, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, your, your facts don't normally rock up until quarter two. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, sorry. I shouldn't even mention them. They should be natural. We shouldn't force them. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tristan Mooney Wills is a uh, he's a worker. He's a worker bee. He's a sub editor for a reputable newspaper down in the Adelaide CBD on one of the main streets there, right in the middle. Where is that, Mooney? Weymouth Street. Weymouth Street. That is correct, and that is the Advertiser, correct? And you've been yes. there for how long? Coming up on my ninth year. Ninth year. Whoa, really? Nine? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's nine, a lot nine, of years. Nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Scary when you think about that's, it. That's uh, that's way more than I expected. I was going to say I was going uh, five. How old were you nine. nine years ago? Oh, look, let's. <laughs> <laughs> nine years you're ago, a, if I can count like properly, yeah. Harry 12. Potter, you're a mere boy of twelve. I was twelve. <laughs> Ready for my first year at Hogwarts. Exactly, yeah, waiting for the letter. Yeah, oh, I wish, man. Yeah. I, I probably was waiting for it. It never came. Now, what we like to do on this program is we like to give uh, all the listeners a bit of an understanding of to who you are. You're a sub-editor for a, a reputable newspaper owned by News Corp, and uh, basically what we're going to ask you to do here is you're, for the moment, pretend you're in human resources and you've got to hire someone to work alongside you in the uh, kind of the sub-editing routine... And they are, you know, they're a well-known, they're a well-known person, probably celebrity status, probably in the arts entertainment community. Who would you have as a uh, as an editor? Who would you like to have as your left hand or can right I pick hand? Pick anyone that I like. Oh, absolutely! You can have it as your right hand, kind of your right hand man slash woman for grammar uh, policing. Fair enough. Well, I know who I'd like to have as my right hand man. It's a guy that always brings a lot of fun to any situation. And his name is John Cena! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Every, every time. Every time. Yeah. I can't believe that even happened. <laughs> it just did, yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad that that didn't uh, 
take away my answer because I, I I have an answer for this. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with uh, Hans Laughter from Inglorious Bastards. Nice. So that's the uh, one played by. Uh, oh, oh you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. <coughs> Christoph no. Waltz. It is that's Christoph it. Waltz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, he's just amazing. That's what Are you, am I picking up on the kind of the vibe there in regards to uh, grammar policing and yeah, yeah. maybe some policing Ooh. of some mm, other... Yeah. waiting for someone else to yeah. say. <laughs> Perhaps a particular regime that dominated yeah. Germany from about 1938 to 1945 with, you know, they were national socialists, you know, they might have had a nickname, um, but, you know, we don't need to go into that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can. I mean, I'm, I'm here. We're not doing anything else. Are we doing anything else? No. Surely we are. We're cutting to hey, a I track. Thought we weren't oh, talking nice. about any rewards. <laughs> hey, this is the Rad Jams Exchange. I'm Sam. I'm Ryan. And I'm Luke. You're listening to the Simo Show. Eight to ten p.m. Eighty-eight point nine FM on Hills Radio. Sixty percent of the time, it works. Every time. That doesn't make sense. Welcome back into the uh, live studio, ladies and gentlemen, of 88.9 FM. The stream is down, but welcome, podcasters. How are you doing, you beautiful-looking people, you? Are you? Look are at we... you sitting there in the bathtub with your wine <laughs> and your biscuits <laughs> I feel like and your a scented candles. No, not really. Is that time travel? You're talking to people in the future? I am. Wow. Full disclaimer, we can't actually see you. We're just imagining <laughs> the nice surroundings of your podcast. Uh, I reckon they had that covered. The best part about it is... Um, the fact that you can make it come true. Like, you can listen to the podcast once and be like, I want to be that person. So then you go back and listen to the podcast again and then you hop in the bar. Oh! Yeah! Whoa, dude. <laughs> 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 you didn't see it, but my yeah. eyes just, like, widened. My pupils dilated. Yeah. A look of awe just came over my face as yeah, we realised that we could... We could affect millions of people. <laughs> we can, yeah, the power. Or the we power could affect, right here. Well, uh, we could affect the one listener millions yeah, of times. Exactly, yeah. yeah greetings when, to you, listener, who may or may not be changing the course of history right now. Yeah. yeah. Just like listening to this one episode <laughs> it's just at least dozens of times. Break the world. They're going to become the Senate. Uh, so you are listening to 88.9 FM Hills Radio and you're listening to the flagship talkback program, The Simo Show. And Tristan Mooney Willis sits across from me, a man who is a sub-editor by trade and a marvellous uh, cosplayer by night. How did you get the name Mooney? How much time have we got? Two hours? Uh, All right, I'll, I'll give you the two-minute version. Yeah, yeah. That? You can give me the two-minute version, yeah. All right. Well, in your eight... My classmates decided I had a round head like the moon. Now you, you're eight. So you're a local. You're a local boy. You're from around the Adelaide Hills. Yes, I in fact went to the same school as you. Cornerstone College graduate. Yes. Yeah, Cornerstone College. Good times. Yes. So my year eight class decided that I was Mooney, and the name stuck. And I actually like it better than my real name. So here I am. How many? Oh, Twelve years later. Yeah. And it yeah, embracing it. Still being called Mooney. Nice. And so, how, and you've managed to uh, encompass it in many different ways, including your number plate? Yes, uh, I have a number plate that reads Mooney One, <laughs> which is uh, it's, it's great. It means people can always find me at events really easily. It means I'm on a first name basis with the police. <laughs> people can find you at various events, yes. including the police. Mm. So if they're looking for Mooney, they. Not that the police are specifically looking for me, <laughs> just if they want to address me, they know my name. Ah, oh, right. Has, there, has this happened before? Oh, a couple of times, you know, I'll be pulled over for a routine breath test and yeah. the police will lean down and say, good evening, Mooney, and all my friends in the car are freaking out. It's like, oh, how do they know your name? The police know you're Mooney. And I'll exactly, they think have a nice chat with the very friendly police and then drive off my way and they're like, how did they know your name? I'm like, it's on the number plate. <laughs> they, think, they think they're sitting in a car with a criminal. Oh, dear. Well, they think that 
and then they kind of, you know, yeah, they hope that it's fine. not true, but it, it kind I of left is. all the weapons at home. It, <laughs> can't, it kind of is because... Uh, <laughs> Good segue. Following year eight. <laughs> oh, okay. Following year eight, schoolies, correct? Yes. Yeah, you managed to get your car defected how many times? in Three 50? times in ten minutes. <laughs> Three times like in ten minutes. that has to be some kind of record. Yeah. Like for, not a record not necessarily Not for different of, issues, right? He didn't get, like, left off by one of the police officers... And then, like, smashed oh. out his own tail light. And then <laughs> next <laughs> no, he came along and he's like, actually, <laughs> I don't think this was the same. <laughs> it's the same cop every time. He's just jumping out and smashing a different piece of his car. How catching up with me? <laughs> he just drives I, I think it was the one road, thing then. three different times of one glorious weekend and then another two things later that year. We had some good times in the Warthog Mark One. <laughs> yeah. that was shout out to any of my friends who've been in for a ride in that car. Yeah, shout out to anyone who owns a charade. Is that right? Yeah, Dahatsu yeah, Charade. Yeah. That was it. A charade. Good times. Is Should it real? It is real. They okay. weren't all good times. Why would you, is that the, the, the make of car is called a charade? A charade? Sh- well, you know what? I don't know if we can play that on radio. Mm-hmm. Hills Radio is now available on your smartphone or tablet. You're listening to The Simo Show on Hills Radio, 88.9 FM. Welcome back live into the studio, the voice of the Adelaide Hills, 88.9 FM. You're listening to The Simo Show, just in case you were wondering what bizarre kind of conversations are going down. This is where it happens, the flagship talk program where we kind of go back. It's like, this is your life, but in 3D. What? That doesn't make sense. It's uh, in 3D in your mind. It still doesn't make sense. What do you mean? (laughs) Sound isn't a dimension. No. So how? What's the three dimensions? Influence of the sound on your mind. I think we're creating makes it three D in that space. Move on, Simo. <laughs> Wait, you, you don't agree? Move along. I, I've got too much. Uh, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to bog down the show by yeah. saying what I got wrong with that statement. <laughs> Jedi mind trick. Move exactly, along. yeah, move along. Uh, speaking of Jedi, are you a known, you're a known Jedi? I am a known Jedi. I have been known to Jedi on occasions. <laughs> Jedi, I don't think Jedi is a verb. I'm just kidding. It's, not, it's a noun. It's definitely a noun. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> Sorry, thank thank goodness we have another sensible person on the show, Simo. Mm, what? <laughs> I was insinuating that you weren't sensible. Well, we can talk about the sensible stuff. Okay, so yeah. you are a sub-editor for the Advertiser newspaper. And you've been Jedi work- night by night. Yeah, and you've been working there for about, what, eight years? Uh, yes, mm. yeah, about to finish my eighth year. Okay. Now, say, you didn't we say actually- nine earlier? <laughs> You actually yeah, uh, next um, year will be my ninth. Year. Okay. You yeah, actually yeah. influenced my co-host here and his kind of future path, because he actually wrote in to the advertiser to the "What's Your Problem" section, and uh, kind of asked. He was very, you're very interested to kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the time, I had a I had a nickname. Yeah. Mitchell what do you mean Big at Play? the time? You still call that now? <laughs> Mitchell Big Plays Driver. That's correct. Uh, I've been I've been I make big plays. Um, you know, uh, obviously the viewers or listeners are aware of this. And I thought, why not change my middle name to Big Place? Yeah. But I didn't know how to go about this. So oh, I knew okay. I had connections and I, I thought I'd write into the What's Your Problem section uh, in how to change my name to Big Place. I'm very glad you asked Big Place because <laughs> yeah, there is a complicated legal process to go through in changing one's name. Yeah, exactly. So and it ended up being just a little bit too hard. So for instance, for that, if someone writes in that kind of, like they write in a What's Your Problem, Right, you then go and research that topic. Yes, yeah, as as extensively as we possibly can. Yeah, you know, not every question can be answered, but if there's an answer out there, we'll we'll try and find it. Yeah, from like a pure research. Yeah. Point. Now, does that take up a lot of time? It did. 
it laid the groundwork for what uh, for what journalism is about, I guess, which is going out and finding answers for people. And was that something you always were interested in doing? Like you've managed to find yourself in you know a job that you're really passionate about. Mm, yeah. So at what age did you kind of work out that this is what I want to be doing? I think all the way through primary school, people, teachers, you know, uh, parents sometimes even other students would say oh you're really good at writing you should go on and be a writer or a journalist and you know me being what seven years old at the time didn't really know what a journalist was but it sounded interesting enough so as I grew up I took more and more of an interest in uh, you know reading news articles and things and I thought oh I could be good at that one day I've, I feel like my knowledge of the English language is something that I've always tried to fall back on something that I've always been extremely passionate about if I can put it this way, my lifelong goal is to uphold the integrity of the English language and to help uh, the world communicate better by uh, fostering better understanding between people through language. Yeah. And do you think, uh, was there any kind of isolated moments when you were younger that people say, oh, I knew, I knew Mooney was going to end up working as a grammar <laughs> Nazi because he used to do this when he was little? Um. Well, when I was really little, I suppose I I kind of taught myself to read a little bit, which took my uh, parents by surprise. But then, you know, later on in high school, we would get assigned to write some big story and I'd turn in something that was like 30 pages worth and the rest of the class is there grumbling with like one or two pages. Like, <laughs> wow. English nerds. I'd, that... I'd be one with like half a page. Yeah, I would have, um, I probably would have. Just not done it. <laughs> I probably would have eaten it. Yeah. Like eating, eating the piece of paper. Bold. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> That's it. Philosophy was definitely my strong suit. Teacher, yeah. Yeah. I like your style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, yes. I'm kind of refuting the system, <laughs> sticking it to the man <laughs> from a young age. By eating your essay. <laughs> yeah. How long did you no, spend eating, writing it? Yeah. No, 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 the essay was never even written. Oh, it so just, you just ate a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, like, you take, yeah. take an x-ray and you'd be like, that's my essay. Yeah, see that? Yeah. Take a photo. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so dumb. <laughs> oh uh, dear. Well, speaking. Well, dumb is probably why I'm a late night talk. You're about douche. to say speaking of dumb, and then like <laughs> segue into something. <laughs> I was gonna. But your I mind couldn't work quick enough. <laughs> no, no, no. I changed to something better. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Come on. I, you I, have, I have a segue <laughs> if you're out of them. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, learning from those mistakes, I realised not every <laughs> story and article people. could be spelled out all 28 pages worth. And not everything can run at its full length, which is kind of how I became a sub-editor because I realised that sometimes things needed to be cut down to size and needed to be put in a, a bite-sized <coughs> format in some of the time. So you've still got to preserve all the useful information in there, make sure people still understand what is a very a series of entirely true statements, but you also just need to cut maybe like 1,000, 2,000 words into maybe one or 200 which is you know, not a, not always an easy thing to do, but uh, I think there's an art to it. That sounds way too tough. <laughs> Speaking of art, this is Oasis. <laughs> Hi, this is Magnus, and you're listening to The Simmer Show on 88.9 FM. If you were waiting for the opportune moment, that was it. I think we missed it. Oh. Every week. Like, like, yeah, like how do we miss it so We always miss that every time. At least he reminds consistent. us, he reminds us about the leverage and about the opportune moment <laughs> and it just passes us by. Yep, well his ma- vessel is uh, magnificent. magnificent. and huge-ish. And 
Gone. Gone. <laughs> Welcome to the Simo Show. 8 till 10pm for your Monday night. That's right. It's not about the opportune moment, about sending a message. Oh. oh, has he just combined two there? That's, I think, isn't that, that's a, that's dark night. Mull over that. Hey guys, this is Tom Lyon and you're listening to the Simo Show on 88.9 FM. That's right, the Simo Show, where you should be every Monday between 8 and 10pm. I don't think you can mandate that. Really? I can. <laughs> I this is an inquisition. Unfair. This is way too this low quality war. for people to spend time on. <laughs> I can't know. There's so many people here every week. We're loved by many and loved by all. I, I wish that was true. It would it? No, it is. <laughs> Why not? Believe it in your core, Mitchell. Okay, okay. I believe, believe it. it. Yeah. Good. Okay, cool. Breathe. Breathe in the people listening at home. Yeah. Now, welcome back, people. Now, I'm, I've am got uh, Tristan Mooney-Wills sitting across from me, who is, in fact, a sub-editor for The Advertiser. Now, hey. hello. Thanks, Simo. As George Bush might say, it's an honour and a fuselage to be here. I'm a big fan of uh, um, George's... You know, qu- quotes. He is. Uh, I my believe. personal favourite is "Don't misunderestimated me." <laughs> my, That's a good one. I think uh, one. Of, I got two. I got two favourites. Yeah. Uh, the first one is. I think we can all agree the past is behind us. <laughs> <laughs> and the other yeah. is. Isn't that I a believe. <laughs> I don't even know. And the other is. I believe man and fish can coexist. Can coexist. That is. That is also one of my. Yeah. That's also one of my favourites. <laughs> now another thing that is also my favourites is. Uh, the guest, yeah, hey, that, and also uh, a movie that he was watching when, uh, when you got the call up to uh, what? What? Because I remember I was sitting in a cinema with you, and you were waiting on this very important phone call. It was uh, James Bond, Quantum of Solace. That's right, in two thousand and two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight, right at the end. Yeah. Oh, right at the start of the movie, right at the end of the year. Now, little did we know, you'd actually been working towards getting a job at the advertiser in two thousand and eight through their cadetship program. Yes. And uh, what? so what kind of, in a broad sense, what kind of went into that, the amount of time and that kind of thing? Well, a lot of preparation that probably could have gone towards uh, schoolwork. So <laughs> yeah. to any of my former teachers, if you're listening to this. Exactly. But Mr. Moffat uh, did save your arm. Oh, he did, but, you know, that's a story for later. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a lot of reading newspaper articles, trying to understand more about how they were put together, you know, writing techniques... Just trying to refine my own abilities and... But there was a lot of time that went into it, like... Because you couldn't concentrate as much on perhaps your schoolwork Mm, as you otherwise could have? Well, I'd prepared for that for a good couple of months. This was coming up on the end of year 12, so I'm like, all right, time to just stop mucking around, stop partying for a while and just sort myself out. And if I can do this, then it'll hopefully be a job that's going to keep me in a job for a long time. Yeah, so you must have been pretty driven to know that that's what you wanted. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel very fortunate that, uh, that the opportunity presented itself when it did because I know there's a lot of people that are really interested in journalism and the media in general and I hope that those people can maintain that interest and, and keep trying because I feel there's a lot of potential out there. I think people should just write whatever they can, whenever they can, and just build up their own skill that way. And that when it comes to getting published, then you've got a whole catalogue of things that you can draw on. Yeah, for sure. Did you have to learn shorthand? Yes. Did, so how does, how does that actually work? Do you, do you invent your own shorthand? And, uh, to a certain extent. There's, uh, there's like a whole library. Oh, I don't know. 
don't know if that's the right word, a whole alphabet of shorthand symbols yeah. that our tutor would uh, would teach us, like a symbol for uh, for a certain word or a certain phrase. And once we had got that down pat, then we could start to invent our own. We could go from there. It's like if you thought of a quick thing that you could draw that represented a series of words and you would know what it was, yeah. you were allowed to do that just as long as you understood perfectly well what you'd written down. It, uh, it didn't matter if it looked like gobbledygook on the page. Ah. As long as you understand it, that's important. Can you still write shorthand? No. No? <laughs> no. Not lost the, lost the... Oh, that's well, it's something you probably need to keep, you know... Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was something that, uh, <laughs> that journalists are, are trained to do because it's historically that was a very important means yeah. of gathering information. But since I've moved into editing now, I'm, I'm not out in the field collecting information. I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that are still using that technique. Well, we've got a little bit about you in the field, literal fields, Uh-oh. coming up after the break. Would you like to introduce this song? This song was in the film of where you got the call to uh, to join the advertising. Oh, is it another way to die? It might be. It better be. And welcome back into the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. 88.9 FM, the cold, the cold open, the cold return, the freezing arrival. Sorry. Is, well, <laughs> <laughs> Do people at home know what a cold open is? No, I just I just kind of threw it, threw it out there. Yeah, well, yep. for those of you who know, uh, that's a little bit of an extra... It's an Easter egg for you. Is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go to uni. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. That was aggressive. Yeah, welcome back into the live studio. The voice of the Adelaide Hills, 88.9 FM, yada yada, Simo Show. Simon's here. Mitch is here. And Mooney is over there. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mooney, you've recently, well, you try, to, you try to travel quite a bit. Yes. I mean, you try to get out of the office. You're a sub-editor for the advertising newspaper, and what you do is you tend to try to get out a little bit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Would that I be fair? that people can't see me nodding. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just nodding there, yeah. Yeah, this you've is taken okay. a, You've taken a little trip, taken a little trip and seen uh, overseas, right? <laughs> Just the seas. Yeah. Just yeah, over there. All the seas. Just the sea. <coughs> yeah. I, uh, so I Cambodia, plane, Canada. So uh, other countries beginning with C. Crystal Palace in England. Where else? Uh, Is that a thing? Cherry Gardens. Yeah. A Crystal Palace? Yeah. Canberra. Oh, wait, that's not a real place. Canberra's Canberra. real. It's just really cold. <laughs> have you been? Oh, yes, have. you have. I have, Yes, yeah. in your avid politi- political days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, prime minister, actually. <laughs> Yeah, and now you've blessed I your. That. that was a good week. You've, you've blessed the Simo Show with your presidential abilities, prime ministerial abilities. Sorry, my let's, bad. Yeah, let's not. I, I don't want to be. You know, I don't want to get above. Getting my C words mixed up with my P words and just really in trouble. So where has Mooney actually? Yeah, been? Yeah, where have you been? Well, most recently, I think the highlight would be Iceland, which is like another planet. If anyone's ever. Do you know what the capital of Iceland is? Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Reykjavik yes. yes. Well done. Yeah. Iceland is chock a block full of uh, volcanoes. Sounding names. Oh, okay. Volcanoes? Did yes. you see a volcano? Volcanoes. Yes. There's a particularly infamous one which erupted in 2010 and yep. uh, basically Ayala shut Yafo down. Yoko. All... He knows it. He knows it as well. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what is Ayala it? Ayafjallajökull. Ayafjallajökull. Ah, yes. Mm. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they taught us how to say it. So, There's plenty of rare Pokemon out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that That's its one main function? What? Rare Pokemon on that particular mountain? Is that... Maybe. Yeah? Who knows? Apart from exploding, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what volcanoes tend to oh. do. Yeah, <laughs> Did you not know that? that? No. no. <laughs> that's a great headline okay. at the Whenever time that was uh, volcano spews consonants and vowels. I mean, gaming mentality has kind of taught me that if there's a volcano there, you should probably go inside. I mean, you mm. need HM. Inside. Yeah. 
you need. I, I'm going to disagree. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that actually, Simo, because when we were in, talking to the tour guide there, he said the biggest problem when Eiffelklok erupted was tourists flocking to see the eruption, and they're actually holding up traffic. So the, the tourists <laughs> and their roadblocks actually seem to pose more of a threat than the, the volcano of the itself. Volcano. Yeah. yeah. Look at that! The seeping magma is. <laughs> <laughs> it's magical. And Look that. at me, I caught a magma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just got to. Maybe they need to focus and get there. HMO five first or whatever. <laughs> why would you do it to see the eruption? Yeah, yeah. Like surely you'd see it from far enough away. Eruptions dangerous to to see. I am of course still talking about volcanoes, people. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get anything else in your eyes. <laughs> Settle down. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, we learned a fair bit about all the, the dangers of it because it just spread this enormous ash clouds all over Europe. <coughs> People couldn't get on a plane and fly around and it blocked out the sun for a few days Whoa. in the immediate area. It was we, bad. We sort yeah. of found out about all these farms that were living literally in the shadow of Eiffel. Yeah. And they had to evacuate everything they had because this volcano had turned day to night. It was but, very eerie. But like farmland is like pretty fertile, right? Yeah, yeah. So Normally, I, was, yes. I was about to like bring this up. I was, okay. gonna, oh, I was ready for a fun fact. Yeah, no, well, I think most of the islands in uh, the Pacific are volcanic, right? So they're built by the eruption, the constant eruptions of volcanoes. Yeah. yeah. And because when a volcano erupts, it uh, puts new soil around mm. the island, which makes them incredibly fertile and really easy to farm. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's your fun fact. That's that is a good fun fact. The other <laughs> side of that fun fact is that in Iceland, because of the weather conditions there, like you know, yeah, it winds doesn't get any just of those down off <laughs> of the mountains. Catabatic winds are called. It's just scours the landscape clear of most trees. So yeah. some trees, the few trees that you'll see there, are ones that have been planted mostly as as windbreaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And elsewhere, you just look and there's this enormous barren tundra where you can see yeah. these mountains off in the distance, and there's just nothing all around you it's it's a like a beautiful void really yeah. it's just the absence of what would normally be clouding mm. the view of the distance yeah that's super interesting well they don't get the benefit of the pacific currents mm. you know that's what makes also what makes yeah. those tropical islands really warm so for those of you out there want to want to travel on the pacific it's pretty warm yes iceland is very cold apparently when it's 20 degrees i wouldn't people... have i wouldn't have figured that iceland would be cold sure yeah. but like <laughs> but yeah, iceland yeah. is that on anyone's list like to when, go to yeah what are you talking about it should on be your on your list, list now I, I mean yeah i mean one day volcanoes yeah well i mean volcanoes and cold yeah but uh, like fertile it's... farmland <laughs> Viking, awesome waterfalls. I mean, wait, yes. was Viking history? Was Iceland a myth? Is that what we decided last week? <laughs> no, Finland. Oh, a myth. Finland's a myth. Well, Iceland's close to Finland, right? Mm, not quite. Not quite. Not exactly. Yeah. In the general vicinity. I, Do I, they we, share an ocean? Oh yes, technically yeah. the whole world shares. If you. Oh hello there. Uh, this is Buddy Dawson. You're listening to eighty-eight point nine FM at Simo Show, eight to ten PM on Hills Radio. My vessel is magnificent and fierce. And huge-ish. <laughs> Welcome back into the live studio, 88.9 FM, the voice of the Adelaide Hills. This is Simon saying Mooney's name. This is Mooney saying Mitch's name. This is Mitch saying Simo's oh, name. Oh, he's got it. Yes. Skin, skin all around. It's because you did it to him first and yeah, he knew what to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, d- don't worry. When they did it to me, I was, I just didn't respond. <laughs> Actually went silent for five minutes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. You put yourself in the naughty corner, face the wall and refuse to speak. 
<laughs> Welcome back into the studio. We're sitting alongside, uh, well, I'm sitting alongside my co-host, Mitchell Driver. Hey. Big plays the Bitchell. And we've got uh, <laughs> Mooney Wills. You sit across from us, the uh, sub-editor of the online platform of the advertiser newspaper. How are you travelling over there? How am I travelling right now? Yeah, how, how was tra- I travelling before? Well, you know, like travelling as a as symbolism. So how are you feeling in this moment? As a symbolism of, like, uh, your emotional state. Correct. Pretty good is the answer. Pretty good. <laughs> well, no, you can't travel pretty good. I mean, yeah, but you can travel pretty symbolism, you can... You can say, how are you travelling over yeah. there? And say, pretty good. Successfully? I think pretty good works just fine, all right? <laughs> so Move on. How, so uh, is that what we're dealing with? Are you good? Yes. All righty. You mentioned, uh, so we've, we've covered Iceland pretty significantly there. Mm-hmm. And that was during what year were you travelling around Europe? Yeah, just this year. Just this year you're in Iceland? Yeah. yeah. The original plan was to go there and see the Northern Lights. And uh, so we went there in summer and we realised, okay, we're probably not going to see the Northern Lights, wrong season and all. But what really surprised us was there was no night time at all. We were sitting at this restaurant about 10, 10.30 and we said to the waitress, oh, is there going to be like a sunset at some point? It's like, no. <laughs> and then it got to like midnight, 3 a.m., and there's still visible sun. There's just no nighttime at all. It's really surreal. How does it not get warm, though? How does it not just get like be boiling if there's sunlight all the time? I feel like this is a, an, a thing that <laughs> I that, want to This is knew. a question that okay. I should be asking. Yeah, I'm going to that works for a climatologist. I feel like uh, I'm yeah. breaking my bit <laughs> at being the smart one. I should have whispered this to exactly, Simo. Exactly, yeah, you should have uh, asked me to ask this question. But seriously, though, how is it not warm? <laughs> is it something to do with the equator? It's probably to do the with angle? it being like, really... <laughs> I, I think the northernmost. Yeah, country. so it's isolated. Like the equator is the warmest. I, I know. I know. Yeah, look, because that's how a circle works, like right? Iceland is that, I know. There's a circle. I know why it gets the amount of sunlight it does. Okay, yeah. because of the tilt of the axis, right? Yeah, that means it gets loads of sunlight. Right. I'm asking, why isn't it? Hot. The relationship between the sun and heat. Yes. Yeah, but I think because the, it's like that close to the Arctic. Yeah, and so not the core. It's really cold there most of the time. So the equator. Okay, so yeah. it's getting its cold from elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reliably informed that when it's above <laughs> 20 degrees in Iceland, they go to the beach. Who's your source? Uh, a very well, uh, very knowledgeable tour guide. Oh, okay. What was his name? His name Bjorn. was... <clears throat> Voltimar Thurston Stuffington. Voltimar. Yes. Nice. Uh, Volti, well, almost sure. sounds I'm like very pleased. Ulrich. I'm very, I'm very pleased to welcome in the latest uh, Finnish uh, conduit. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <laughs> I think you vastly <laughs> overestimate our Finnish listener, uh, listenership. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm pleased to welcome our first kind of Iceland uh, tour guide. Yeah. So the Simo Show uh, network grows ever larger. <laughs> yeah, we are doing our international so, tour, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So if you'd like to book a holiday through Simo Show, just visit the Facebook page or the SoundCloud or the podcast. You will have and to. And then ring us on 83913885 and we will put you on to, what was his name? Voltier. 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 Yeah. Sorry, like I said Vol- that wrong. Volt- yeah. Volt- 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 Good segue. I know, I've got skills. Pretty clever. <laughs> Talk about New Zealand. <laughs> well, first of all, there are no orcs in Auckland, which is a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. So yeah. you're not pleased crocs, to confirm that, that? Confirm or deny that? Mm, well, I think New Zealand is generally pretty happy to be considered you know, Middle Earth, as far as I can tell. I they they capitalise on that everywhere over there. 
And the reason I ask about New Zealand is because you recently travelled across to New Zealand? Uh, I wouldn't say recently, but uh, yes, I did. Yeah, and what was the purpose of your visit? I sound like I'm. Uh, I sound like I'm border patrol. <laughs> like uh, I'm just checking yeah, your. Do you have on. anything to declare? Yeah, so, uh, apart from the stormtrooper, uh, the clone trooper armor, just this, got to declare just that. This sword I got from Lord of the Rings. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, I had to carry the, the one ring to the exactly. fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> nice. That was my oh, mission. Fantastic. There. It's like they've never heard that one before. Do you have anything to declare? Just the one ring. <laughs> Shh! Don't tell anyone. Why would you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're going to desire it, right? I think. I think they'll they'll figure it out anyway. Like eight yeah. hours later, when the ring rates come up the border patrol, <laughs> and they're like, "Did you see a guy that yay high? I could have sworn he was carrying uh, the ring." Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've what? Where they've come from? Did they have to take a flight, or did they just fly there? Uh, they would have to fly because yeah. ring rates. Uh, would ring rates take jet? Star or would they take Qantas? I don't know, but they couldn't go over water. Ring rates oh. damaged. Yeah, they, no they wonder like New Zealand is kind of well, a depending, place to depending on the type, depending on the type of water. Because I don't want, I don't want to get into this. Because <laughs> yeah, it will take several hours. Can't but fly on right. those giant moths. Uh, no, <laughs> giant moths. I, I fly don't, your fools. <laughs> there are no giant moths. <laughs> oh, the, the moth that summons the eagle. Then yeah, that that's far too small. <laughs> I can't even anyone. remember how we got on this train of thought. Uh, New Zealand. New you Zealand. went to New Zealand. New Zealand. Yes. So why did you actually go to New Zealand? I actually went to New Zealand because it sounded like an incredible place to nice. for an adventure. And I managed to see, hopefully, most of the North and South Island in 15 days. So Sick. it was a Contiki tour going from <laughs> the very top, yeah, literally the very top, we went to the northernmost point of the island, all the way down to as far south as we could go in South Island. So only a day or two in every place, so very rushed. But uh, if you want something that's intense and fast-paced the whole way through, that's the best way to do it. Visit New Zealand? It's pretty cool there, man. Fast-paced? Fast-paced? I mean, like, it's a small, small maybe place. They're, maybe the rugby team. It's a small place, but there's a lot to cover. Right. So you've got to be quick. And it's like... This wonderful place called Queenstown, which is the adventure capital of the world, and they've got so many so extreme name. sports there. And, and by extreme sports, I mean like skydiving and bungee jumping. And uh, see, now this is something I have a gripe with, right? Why would you <laughs> jump out of a perfectly good aeroplane? I have no idea. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah, if the aeroplane the thrill, is going to be able to take off, right? yeah, uh, it's going to be able to commute you from one point to another, <laughs> and then land successfully. Why jump out? Some people seem to <laughs> take some kind of perverse <laughs> pleasure which is really loss of control. You're trying hard over there. <laughs> like, yeah. You could say that about so many things, right? <laughs> Such Why as? race cars when you yeah. can drive them safely? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, why even come on this radio show? Why have you play soccer home? because it's just kicking a ball for no reason? Uh, no, there's a reason. You're trying to score. Yeah, but why? Uh, you, don't need to go, you don't need to go anywhere. Why are you running around the place? Why don't you use that time to do work <laughs> I think or relax? It's fun, really. That's the short answer. So yeah, exactly. I think that may have that an answer, answer for your rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah. Is it is a rhetorical the question? for the thrill of it. For the yeah. thrill of it. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Because they can. Agents of chaos. <laughs> Agents of. I hardly think falling out of a plane means you're chaotic. Hmm. Oh dear. Feeling good. I'm going to practice this rap because I'm going to be performing it on the show shortly. Simo Show, Monday nights, 8 till 10 p.m. Here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. That's right, we are tonight's entertainment, 8 till 10 p.m., the only show that runs all the way through Christmas. We never Yay. end. 
Exactly. Coming right back up on Boxing Day. Yes, Boxing Day special. <laughs> it's going to be a just a. It's going to be a hoot. Yeah, just no talk of cricket. We won't discuss barbecues, nor shrimp, nor shrimp on that particular utensil. Mm. Yeah. Welcome back to the Simo <laughs> Show. Eight till ten p.m. Uh, Simon saying Mitch's name. This is Mitch, this is Mitch saying Simon's name. <laughs> This is wait. Mitch. Everyone enjoys it except this for you. Is what Mooney is your saying what Mitch's is, name? What is your problem? I'm not Mooney. Now, speaking of things that people don't enjoy, London food. Mooney, <laughs> give it to me. That segue though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if there's one thing Australians can be proud of, especially South Australians, it's a food. I didn't realize how much we took it for granted here. How good quality everything is compared to London. Sorry yeah. if anyone from London is listening to this, but your food sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not sorry, eh? Did no, they, not really. Did they create the hot chip? I don't... I'm going to say They have no. created a hot chip. <laughs> okay, right. That's, uh, not the hot chip? Like, um, I'm talking about the the, the standard. Like I've, the, no, I don't think so. Oh, I just found so many things are there to be excessively greasy or just not cooked Ooh. properly. And you know, how can they mess up a steak? I order a well-done steak and they can't Aren't even the do that. Aren't the fish and chips supposedly good or mostly around England, though? Mooney doesn't eat fish. Yeah, Don't you? You'd think that you know, the country that allegedly invented fish and chips would be good at those, but... Uh, do you eat the fish, though? Sometimes. Uh, I, 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 I ate fish, like, somewhere in Europe. <laughs> But I, there's pre- many things you don't eat. You're not vegan and you're not gluten-free. Mm. However, there are certain uh, aspects of food which you don't touch. Oh, funny you should mention that, actually. I <laughs> don't eat tomato and I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. So in this, back to Iceland for a second, we're in this fanciest restaurant I've ever been in. And you ordered a Bloody Mary? Well, somehow... <laughs> tomato managed, juice and vodka. Somehow Ooh. we managed Smooth. to order... I mean, tomatoes can... instead of potatoes. Nice. And I ordered a soft drink and got a beer. <laughs> and I ordered, like, well done steak and got one that was basically still And he still promptly party. exploded. <laughs> I, ne- I nearly did explode. Promptly self-combusted. Right. I, I don't regret that at all. It was, I, I laugh about it now. Yeah. But I was so did you so eat? confused at the time. Did you eat and drink? I didn't drink the beer, no. <clears throat> no. Did you eat your bloody steak? I tried. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a bloody mutton. Oh. Which I've never tried before. Yeah, mm. muttons and uh, there's a saying about mutton and being dressed as lamb. But, yeah, basically it's a sheep. <laughs> well done. It's old sheep. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, what I'm going to do, right, yeah. when I when I go to England, I'm going to try so many fish and chip places and I'm just going to try and prove you wrong, Mooney, because yeah, I do. love, absolutely love fish and chips. Yeah, to be fair, we only got to try like five days worth of places. If you went around for long enough, I'm sure you could find a place that was good. I'm sure I could find yeah, many, all many All I can places. remember is that... It's all about doing your research. Hunt yeah. them down. Yeah, there's we, some like there's some legendary places that people just line up to actually. Legendary. Yeah, the, the people line you, up to I'm get sure fish and chips. So legend. Those the, 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 the knowledge of those legendary places. Yeah, is that something that like kids sit around in the schoolyard and they like trade then their legendaries? But it might, like what's they trade their legendaries for like the lesser known. I don't know, like like trading cards. It's like what we're talking about with um, uh, Liam. Yeah. yeah, last week how there's those like really amazing. What were the places that he called the centers for like food in the Philippines? Hawker? Maybe. You you would yeah. Something like be, that. Yeah. And he was talking about how like you would have to wait two hours to get food from some of these stores. Oh, that's right, yes. Yeah, it's similar mm. to some of the places like there might there surely there must be famous fish no, and chips. I'm sure they're out there. There's yeah. an overpopulation thing. So what what stands in your mind about apart from the just shoddy food <laughs> in London, what stands in your mind about uh, or stands at the forefront of your mind to do with England, London, etc.? London. Uh, funnily enough, the uh, museum of, well, the Japanese history section in the museum 
I did not expect to find that in London. I went there expecting to see a thousand pictures of the Queen. And, uh, <laughs> and, and she said, I saw those. Instead, I spent like two hours looking at samurai swords and armour. So that was a really nice surprise. I think it was Victoria and Albert Museum. And I was, again, expecting it would be purely British history and nothing else, but it was actually a fascinating cross-section of the world. There were so many things in there collected throughout the centuries. Yeah, because they did used to own the world. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. although they thought they they did. They knew everything. And now this is just like a a relic of that older time, I guess. Like, look look at all the countries we used to own. Yeah, poor Liz. Didn't you make a meme about that one? Uh, Didn't you make a meme about that once? Look, I've made a lot of antique memes. They must be (laughs) antique. Wasn't it like, yeah, now you're just a country that I used to own? (laughs) (laughs) When she was looking over the people, uh, the 2000, what? 2008 London Olympics? Wait, so... Uh, 2012. Now you're just yeah. a country that I used to own. <laughs> that's it, Right, yeah. but you didn't need and to cut me off. That's, yeah, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> but this was as Liz was watching the Olympics parade. Oh, okay, right. And she didn't seem very happy. Right. Mm. Liz isn't well known for her smile, though. No, true. So, yeah, well, I mean, we're pretty good buddies, me and the Queen, so... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get to see the Queen. We did see Buckingham Palace, and I was endlessly amused to uh, see a sign which said, "Beware of thieves in the air." Am I? Oh, that's Her Majesty the Thief to you. <laughs> she is. She's devious. Yes, she really is. But good at what are you saying? She's good at holding in her emotions, or she's poor at it? No, I, at... I was saying that she's obviously a master burglar. <laughs> she's a master burglar. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. She... Why? Because <laughs> he said, beware of thieves in the area. Yeah. I automatically assume that the Queen is some sort of master burglar and she does it like, you know, spare time, the ultimate thrill, because obviously she's been... <laughs> the ultimate... She's the been ult- safe her whole life, right? I'm, so she needs to take a risk. I mean, you know, she jumped out of a plane for the London Olympics, so with that out of the way, she had to turn to thieves. Well, she also, I think maybe from her perspective, she's like, uh, I own all these things, so she can steal them. Yeah. Right. Well, it's probably, I mean, if she's there's just one... just taking back what she owns. If there's one thing a very old person in the royal family would do, it Wait would be... It. Uh, what? I don't know, you've had to segue to a song. <laughs> no, I'm not. Why would you even think that? Did I ruin it by saying you're about to say my serious queen? (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Well, what were you going to say? Oh, no, no, no. I just had some queen, but now I'll have to do something else. (laughs) Uh, So I did get it right, and (laughs) you you are mad at me for ruining it. No, no. But what I'm saying is, like, if there's one thing old, you know, an old person's doing when they're not up to much, yeah, sure. Are they thrill seeking? Is that like. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, their thrill seeking's like cross stitch. She's not a thief. Isn't she often <laughs> thievery? thievery yeah. isn't I'm she, not making that Isn't she stealing from the British public? Sign outside Buckingham Palace. I don't know what women. Isn't the salary to the royal family theft? <laughs> I'm sensing some. I'm sensing. Uh, do you want to just lay down on the couch over there and just you know really let it all out? Just okay. let it out. Yeah. This is let it all out by sticky fingers. You just got played, son. Hello, this is Oma. You listen to Hills Radio, Simo Show, 8 to 10 p.m., 88.9%. He's good, boy. Get down. 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 That's it. Get down on the Simo Show. <laughs> getting down. Get out. And getting crazy on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> what? You just, the way you said it, but oh, like okay. you're leaning so far back in your chair, you've sunk down I and have. you look anything but crazy. <laughs> I'm mental right now. You man. are most I'm certainly outrageous. not. You look like you're going to take a nap. Oh, I probably could. Well, you know. You know, it's a not? Monday evening. Do which will. <laughs> End the show 45 minutes early. <laughs> have 45 have minutes of blank space. No, this happens when I become so careful in my, like, careful? Sorry, this happens when I become so comfortable in my environment. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, so, I'm, you know, this is my dominion. This is my domain. 
Okay. <laughs> so, but that's if you get too com- comfortable, then you might lose it. Oh, is this a challenge? <laughs> it's a challenge. What? Speaking of challenges. <laughs> we. Hi, this is Buddy Dawson. You're listening to Josh O, 8 till 10 p.m. 88.9 FM on Hills Radio. Welcome back into the uh, live studio. Little. The Josh O, Simo Show, Mitch Show. The Mitch Show. Mitch the Bitch Show. Nice. That's a new one. Yeah. Mitch the Bitch That comes on after <laughs> 1 a.m. or like 4 a.m. It's just one hour of exasperated <laughs> screams. <laughs> and size. Yeah. So like first 15 is it's just, just size. <laughs> and then it followed up by 15 minutes of screaming. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a compilation. So Simo actually <laughs> edits all the size, yeah. all the yeah. angry rants and yeah, composes yeah. it into one. Well, episode. yeah, you got to run it through auto tune, um, and then <laughs> turn put, it into put a it, song. <laughs> put it in, put a beat into it, and yeah. then uh, yeah. I think it's about time. Do you want to do that sound that that infamous one? You know the one in the. Oh God, no! Tune. Please, radio. <laughs> 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 there you go. I did it. You happy now? Yeah, very happy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's the infamous sound of uh, Tristan Wills, Mooney, the man who has grown up in the Adelaide Hills and has now become, he's now formed himself into a legend, a myth. <laughs> A, uh, <laughs> some kind of build, build him up. Yeah, just keep building him yeah. up. Yeah, what is that? Is that we? We do here. Yeah, exactly. We do live up here. to your expectations now. Yeah, well, it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. They're so low to begin with. Exactly. Right. What else you got for us? Makes I'll you sound amazing. <laughs> well, then cosplay. Explain to me what cosplay is for those of you who are listening and have just tuned in. You're like, what the hell is going on? This is the Simo Show. We're talking to Tristan Mooney Wills, who is uh, an avid cosplayer from uh, Adelaide. Well, first thing I'll say is that I am a complete amateur. If uh, if cosplay is like an art gallery full of moving exhibits, I am a guy throwing paint at the walls and seeing what sticks. Did you <laughs> just compare yourself to Picasso? Hey! Is that what Picasso did? <coughs> See, that shows extent. No, Picasso knowledge. wasn't. He wasn't a... Like, uh, he wouldn't throw paint. He was abstract. Ah, well, yeah. So is throwing paint, though, right? Is that pretty abstract? I... <sighs> I mean, it's abstract thinking. There's a specific sure. word for the type of... Um, Surrealism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhat like that. I throw some exactly. paint at this helmet that, uh, that appeared on the show earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so what is cosplay? So, uh, What does it stand for? It's basically combining the two words costume and play. It's yeah. like the, the name that the oh. internet decided to give it. Some people still call it costuming, which is fine as well. It's mm-hmm. basically people who choose to you know create or like put together costumes of their favourite characters and, and try to add somewhat of a roleplay element to that to try to really sort of flesh it yeah. out as much as they can and that's shown mostly through conventions, I yeah. would say. I mean, there's heaps of other events that happen all year but the, the conventions are the ones where they get thousands of people all get together so and it's a convention. show what they got. Yeah. yeah, where people come together and they dress up as their favourite, what, comic book characters. Yeah. Or any oh, character, it, it, really. It started out as comic book characters, but it's expanded into you know, movies, anime, video games. Well, yeah, anything, even just really. people. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? As yeah. in people dress as other people? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you know, there was a guy uh, cosplaying as uh, Shia LaBeouf just going around yelling, uh, just do it, at people. Oh, right. Nice. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Was he wearing a bag over his head saying, <laughs> I'm not famous anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Probably is now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, so you can it, just cosplay as, yeah, anything. Yeah, that's what it's about, really. People can just be anyone they want to be. and So people could cosplay as Simo from the Simo show? Yeah, they could. If, hey, maybe if I you should were do famous, that next yeah. year. What are you saying? I'm saying you're not famous. Well... 
I'll yeah. make you famous. Don't worry. That's okay. I mean, yeah. with everything else on this show is false. So so is that. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing that distinctive about. Is there something distinctive about Simo's character that you could cosplay as? Oh, you could just you know. It, the get halfway through telling a story and then and then play, play a song. <laughs> segway. <laughs> no, you should just like wear all the same clothes as you and then literally ride around on a segway. Nice. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. Working on two levels there. Yeah. See, symbolism and literal. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I guess the big thing about cosplay is just being creative and as free thinking as as you want. Hmm. And it's a big icebreaker as well. I I can't even count how many friends I've made just by meeting people at conventions and recognising their character and striking up a conversation with them about it. It's like a mm. big sign that says, you know, I'm okay talking about this with yeah. you. And sometimes yeah. they're not, which is okay. You always have to respect that. If someone doesn't want to be uh, addressed right at that moment, that's fine. You've always got to respect that. But most of the time you can say, oh, hey, uh, you know, Jon Snow, you know nothing. You know, yeah. So many people have met me that way. <laughs> a lot of people who wear the costumes go to those conventions with the idea that they're going to take a lot of photos with people and yeah. talk with people about yeah, it. Absolutely. Oh, well, you should have seen this man on at the Rogue One premiere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. photos whenever there was a That's camera. Really he was ready. He was ready to rumble. Mm. Yeah. But I know what you're saying there, Mooney, in regards to the kind of idea of being able to strike up a conversation with someone else in costume because I actually mm. also attended Rogue One yes. as uh, full Vader. I did see that. Did you, did did you see, see that? Yeah, what, nice. how, what did you think? It was Kosh. Yeah? Yeah. And for those children playing along at home, Kosh is what? <laughs> I, I use kosher just to mean like oh, okay, right. it's good, it's satisfying. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of uh, moseyed up next to a guy dressed as Chewbacca and um, yeah, he, he, normally I have to talk to people but he, he kind of talked to me for a change oh, movie okay. premieres is the other big thing for, for cosplay I'd say I mean there are heaps of other opportunities for people to do it yeah. whenever they like really but movie premieres well the most most really places like. have like a costume competition yeah, I mean like even those. people who host um, like costume parties have a competition for best yeah. costume <laughs> speaking Except of costume these parties right once after work I was supposed to go to a uh, what do they call it a an evening, a party, yeah, you know, and it was originally a dress-up thing, right? Yeah, yeah. down in the CBD, Ooh. and uh, I finished work, so I was a little bit later. Meanwhile, I didn't kind of I underestimated the fact that all these people were avid uh, kind uh, of they late you night up. late night revelers. Oh, so okay. by the time I got down there, they had actually in fact changed from all their costumes into you know suits, dresses, and ties. Oh, and then wow. I rolled up there in my full Darth full Darth Vader getup. Oh, you just got to own it at that point. <laughs> I rolled into this club in the full helmet and everyone's just like... <laughs> do, they, do they love you? Oh, yeah. They sh- I was going to say they should. I mean, people you know, people love me whether I wear the suit or not. Hey. <laughs> of course people will love you if yeah. they're being force-choked if they don't. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel like if everybody's drunk enough, they'll be like, it's Darth Vader. <laughs> Dude, what's he Are you doing? seeing this right now? Dude. Dude. This is crazy. No, yeah, there was definitely one of those. He grabbed my control panel, if you know what I mean. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you turned off your life support. <laughs> That's probably one of the best things about it, just recognising a character, yeah. whether or not you expected to see them there. People yeah, it's, it, especially, like, obscure characters as well. You're, like, when you see a character that, like, you really... You've seen in so many, like, shows or games mm. and you're like, wow, this person has done a really good, like, costume. Because these costumes mm. get insane. Uh, yeah, when I do. watch... People put months and months of work we, into them. 
we talk about Dota just a little bit because I love Dota. But there, in, in Dota <laughs> is a video game, very popular video game, which is an esport. Here we go. Um, Give it a plug. But in in the big competitions, in the big tournaments, they have a Cosway competition, mm. and some of them are just incredible. They have whole lighting rigs. Some of them have like machinery to like swirl certain bits of the armor around. Mm. Um, a lot of them have like. The, it's like a full exosuit, so your your arms because the so a lot of the characters are like larger than life. They're mm. very big, so you have to like have these extra long arms where like their arm only extends as far as the elbow, so they have to have an extra handle to control the other end. And then like there's huge shoulder pads, and it, it just gets out of control, and you yeah. wonder. It's it's amazing. It takes can them after that. and it, you know it can take them like half an hour to an hour to put just the to costume like to actually put it on. Yeah, and like then. They have to get like two people to help them. You know, one, one person has to hold the machinery in yeah. place, another person has to tie the straps in, yeah. and then shout out to all the handlers out there who <laughs> help put costumes on. And then, like, hopefully, you don't die of dehydration and you don't yeah, boil it inside your own suit. Yeah, because mm. some uh, of them are intense. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I know, um, as well as uh, Dota, there's also League of Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big with cosplay as well, and uh, <clears> BlizzCon. <throat> they've got uh, yeah. Oh, I think one of the things that really stood out to me was that they actively use cosplayers as part of their marketing. Like they provide like a full reference yeah, kit yeah. for every Overwatch character because they wanted to build up hype ahead mm. of the game launch. And so many companies are doing that now. They're getting cosplayers as characters from their game or their Definitely. movie or their anime or whatever to, to get out there and to interact with people and, and to talk about it well, and yeah, spread the, the hype. There's a lot of potential in that. And mm. there's like, um, I don't know if anybody's ever listened to Night Vale. Which is a, it's like a, uh, you could consider it like a radio play, but it was, uh, came out in like 2013. I've only ever listened to about four episodes, but the main character. Are you talking about, like, you know, your late night activities again? Is this a handle that you <laughs> use online in Reddit and Fortune? No, 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 no. Night Vale. No, no, no. Mitchell Night Vale. N- N- Night Vale is, uh, it's like a, kind of like a radio play thing, and the character is only ever described, Cecil is does a radio show and he's only ever described so people actually invented a costume for him and now all of the costumes for Cecil are the same even though he's never been described that's pretty cool it's really cool to see how everybody came up with this sort of idea mm. and description of the character yeah. follow Mitchell Driver at <laughs> I didn't come up are with that Ich bin's Magnus und ihr hört die Simmer Show auf 88.9 FM I can't actually recall what we've covered and what we haven't covered, but you're listening to The Simo Show, 88.9 FM. Here it is. Get yourself excited. It's about that time where you need a feed. Hey, Mom! That's it. Bring it on out. The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! That's it. Bring it on out. Time to feast, people. Feast. I wouldn't mind some meatloaf. Exactly. During The Simo Show. This is, in fact, our 25th. It's like an anniversary. Yeah, quarter century. Twenty-fifth episode of the Simo Show, just in time to fit within twenty sixteen, and happens to be Tristan Mooney Wills, who is blessing the studio with his presence this evening. Hey, there he is over he's there. Trying to he's fi- trying to figure out his headphones. Oh, really? He can't hear us. Can't, well, what I'm, should we I'm say sure about him? Uh, what? Uh, a, honestly, Mooney, geez. you oh. suck. Yeah. Ah. Can you hear us yet? Yeah, I can hear you now. Like, <laughs> oh. What were you saying? Nothing. Uh, we don't didn't worry say about anything, it. man. All right. They're all good. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you, uh, we were discussing a bit of cosplay. What yes. is your favourite character to, to dress up as, as most of the time? Do you have a favourite? 
It's really hard to decide because I feel like I identify most with the morals and the the character of a Jedi Knight. Yeah. <laughs> but my, uh, my, my Kylo Ren for last year's premiere of The Force Awakens seems to have been so well received. I've just had so much fun with it, so many great experiences, so many friends that I've met through cosplaying that character that uh, I think I'm going to have to say he's my favourite now. He's my favourite villain of all time, yeah. Yeah. Why? Name. Hmm? Why is he your favourite? Because he's the most popular dude. <laughs> have a bit of a... Have yeah, a bit of a th- this is Damon Lloyd of Pebden, and you're listening to The Simo Show on 88.9 FM. Damon. Hey. Damon. Do I record one of those at the end? Yeah, that's what we do. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's going to be great. For those of you who are wondering, that voice is over there. That's Tristan Mooney-Wills, uh, sub-editor of the uh, <coughs> advertiser newspaper online print platform. And iPad specifically. Exactly. Yes, that's iPad me. specifically. That's that's a pretty specific role. Mm-hmm. Just the iPad. Yeah, deputy iPad editor. That's me. Yeah. Is, is, are you one right of the there. two members of the team? Uh, one of the three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he has authority. Yeah, over the one other person. Exactly. Hey, how much authority do you have? Uh, none. None. Exactly. Uh, you know what? I have I'm authority. <laughs> what was exactly, that? Exactly, yeah. I have you authority. Just made a, yeah, but then you made a sound afterwards. Mm, I don't know. I make sounds all the time. Yeah, but you went, yeah. bah. No, because I, you're, un, you're under my authority. Authority. Yeah. But can- I'm kind of, my the way I wield my authority is uh, kind of a little bit like... Um, Stop doing it wrong. 1984. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. So you don't Big even, jump. Yeah, you don't even realise that you're under my control. Well, I mean... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Simo would be like, Can I, I am the Senate. I am the Senate. You can't escape me. Like, the the idea of 1984 is that people are both aware of that they're being under control, but simultaneously, like, it's doublethink, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, see? You know, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yet, yeah. And yet I don't do anything about it. Okay, <laughs> all right. Moving on. Getting Move, way too dark. Moving on. <laughs> darkness. Yeah, speaking of darkness, Kylo Ren <laughs> is, in fact, a dark side user of the force in one of the latest Star Wars films. He tries really hard to be dark side. Yes. And uh, (laughs) you cosplayed at him and you had a couple of opportunities to do a bit of travel and do a bit of a couple of shoots. Um, I think it was Mackay, was that where you said it was? Yeah, I did. I was uh, very humbled to have been given that opportunity, but can I... Can I, is this Backtrack? where I can drop names? Oh, go. Drop names yeah. hardcore. Uh, a uh, big shout-out to Steam Kittens and Just Z yeah. Cosplay. Uh, that, that shoot we did in the Bone Dry Forest uh, <laughs> turned out spectacularly. We made it look like the you know snowy Starkiller base, which was pretty incredible. Nice. And, uh, yeah, yeah, how did, that, that, <clears throat> how, did that, how did you do that? Was there already snow there? <laughs> well, it was uh, in a gorge near Flinders Uni. Take a guess if there was any snow. It was <laughs> middle of January. <laughs> I'm going to go with no, but, I mean, I've been <laughs> no. wrong before. Cosplay, yeah. A lot of cosplay photo shoots tend to be pretty heavily edited. Mm. Uh, oh, some, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, de- it depends. I think um, some people choose to just edit the surroundings, mm. whereas other people can go into pretty extremes to edit their face to look more similar to the character. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's another whole side of it there involved yeah. with the image editing, and I'm going to leave that for the specialist to discuss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, long exactly. story short, there's no uh, snow in no, that gorge. No, definitely no <laughs> snow at all. Okay. But we managed to make, like, uh, Steam Kittens managed to make it look that way. Yep. And uh, wow, because incredible. of the exposure that we got from that, uh, Steam Kittens and I travelled up to Mackay in July for a, another convention called Haven. Mackay in July, and you can read about it in his biography <laughs> out in shops this Christmas. That's chapter seven. <laughs> 
<laughs> like pre uh, order your copy eight three nine one three double eight five similar show three hundred bucks yeah high and dry in Mackay yeah. in July uh, uh, wow where is Mackay is that like the it rain is in uh, sort of, sort of mid northern Queensland was oh, there okay. was there snow there no no even even less snow there than there was here oh, right. if that's possible <laughs> <laughs> um, what you alright yeah yeah oh good <laughs> did uh, he just have a stroke I don't know he, yeah so yeah. I, I was. Uh, I was asked to attend Mackay yeah. Haven specifically as an honour guard for Sam Witwer, who was their major celebrity guest, the voice of Starkiller and The Force Unleashed. No, oh, that is... Wait, you met him? Yeah, I met oh, him. Oh, how cool was that? It was pretty incredible. He's, you know, a huge inspiration to a lot of a lot of what I do, really. And even though we're from The Force Unleashed and The Force Awakens, I was like, oh, this is so intense. I'm like, oh, from one star killer to another, it's an honour to meet you. <laughs> and funnily enough, <laughs> How I did actually, he respond? Oh, he, th- he thought it was awesome. He, yeah. was, he was really impressed. Uh, I actually happened to have a star killer's blue lightsaber with me as well, so I handed that to him and got him to carry it on, on stage. So that was you know, probably That's one of the cool. highlights of the year, just, you know, escorting the star killer. And we got to talk about all kinds of things behind the scenes at Lucasfilm where he's worked for like eight or nine years. And wow. he had so much confidence in them to be making another awesome movie. And they did. So did he look anything like the character? He looks exactly like him. No way. The, the, the character is modelled on on his appearance, his uh, his voice, obviously. So is, in, he, an, is he an actor? Uh, yeah, he's, he's acted in a couple of other things, but he does mostly voice acting. And he did some voice acting on stage, which was hilarious. He, he would just take requests from the audience and they'd ask him to do all of his characters from uh, the Clone Wars and uh, Rebels now and you know, Starkiller as well. He, he can do a George Lucas impression, which was hilarious. Um, I asked him to do a... I said, oh, can can you do a voice for me? He goes, yeah, yeah go for it. I'm like, can you do Old Man Luke Skywalker from The Force Awakens? who, of course, doesn't speak doesn't a speak single a line. Yeah, yeah. So without missing a beat, he immediately starts doing the voice of Mark Hamill as the Joker. Ah, it was great. Right. Ah, did good Mark, choice. I didn't realise that Mark Hamill played the Joker. Uh, yeah, he voices him in pretty much all of the video games. Yeah, and the, uh, the animated series. Yep. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you think about Mark Hamill, his name literally has Arkham in it. Mm. Oh, conspiracy. Yeah, but like people, people almost say that his voice acting is... Uh, like on par, if not better than Heath Ledger's. In, Mark Hamill. Yeah, mm. the he's, Force guy. Yeah, yeah. The, the so his his like voice acting, his voice acting suits the Joker as much as mm. Heath Ledger's. Oh thing. right, no, no. There's a huge yeah. There's a huge fan base for uh, the Joker, but I didn't think it. I didn't realize it was Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's him. Right. So like all through those Arkham Batman yep. games, yep. the voice of the Joker is Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Yes. Mind blown, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Intriguing. Mm. Yeah. You're just, you're just blown. Um, yeah, I'm just contemplating that for a moment. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, we'll let that sit, you know, while we think of another question to ask yeah. Manny. Oh, no, I've got plenty of questions. Oh, okay. All right. All right, what's up next? I mean, namely, you've mentioned that Kylo Ren was your favourite kind of to, to dress up as. Mm. And, like, how many different kind of opportunities do you have to, to dress up in your co- selected cosplay costume a year well there's three main conventions every year which uh pretty well loved by most of uh, the adelaide community i think so avcon the uh, anime video game hey i convention. was there hey yeah you were you're a shoutcaster i was Time to plug. i was yeah i was <laughs> commentating the dota tournament uh, yeah. avcon people please have me back <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah so that's really got something for pretty much everyone there and yeah. then there's uh, supernova which was just a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. comic-con which is in april 
Yeah. Is Comic-Con, would you say, the bigger one? I feel like Avcon is the biggest personally yeah. because that's something that's specific to Adelaide. It's been yeah. built from the ground up nice. by a group of Adelaide volunteers, mm-hmm. you know, by and for Adelaide. Yeah. It's something that we don't cool. have anywhere else and it attracts so many people from interstate. I feel like Avcon is something we can all be really proud of because it's something that Adelaide does really well. Yeah. People are really passionate about it. Yeah. Well, it gets bigger every yeah. year too. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there was a bunch of esports tournaments there. Yeah, there was so many people there on the first day that I, when I went, mm. it was crazy. And so, the, wait, where do these events happen? So, Avcon is at the convention center, yeah. which has just undergone a huge upgrade. It's looking more and more like a sand crawler from Tatooine every day. <laughs> so, how do you? <laughs> uh, I know like, what that looked like. <laughs> how would you commute from, say, like an event like that? Just walk there, or oh, what do you? I'm, do? I'm glad you mentioned that because that's one nice. of the most fun parts of yeah. conventions is taking public transport and cosplay. I've got a lot what of... What was that? Taking public transport. So what kind of public transport? A, a bus, a train. This is Magic Bus, by the way. Take- Brad and Kim and Sid. And we are Timpano. And you are listening to 88.9 FM Hills Radio. Swag. Love it. Welcome back into the Whoa. live studio. What's going on, man? We're here to solve crimes, Mitchell. We're, oh, not, here to, oh, okay. we're not here to screw out. <laughs> the mysterious case of yeah. the Buckingham thief. This is <laughs> it is the uh, it's the nine forty one crime solving sumo show for nineteen minutes. <laughs> for nineteen minutes, we need to solve a crime in nineteen minutes or less. Okay, which means we crime? need to commit one first oh, and then solve our own oh, crime. That's a that's a uh, what's a nine? We've call? already. Committed a crime by accusing the queen of being a thief. Nah, she's alright. That's alleged. Um, But uh, (laughs) the true crime that we uh, have actually committed is coming back from that song without introducing our guest, Mr. (laughs) Tristan Mooney Wills. How are you going over there? You breathing deeply? I'm one with the force. You're one with me. Okay, right. No, goodness. One with the force, and the force Force is with him. him. Yeah. Force force with me. Yes. That's it. If you haven't watched Rogue One, you don't uh, get that. Yeah, do it yeah. now. Do it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Coming from someone who, uh, you know, just, I'm just going to give Rogue One a plug. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I, you know what? I'm iffy on Star Wars. I think it's good. I don't think I think it's overrated. But uh, Rogue One was really good, really good. I think. Right. What well, did you miss the the you know the whole kind of title credits thing? What do you mean? You know. What do you mean? Did you miss it at all? The one no. of the big words no. coming up at the start. Yeah. Uh, the Star Wars story. I mean, you know, when I say you, I did you miss it. You could be two things there. You could have either missed it because it wasn't there or you could have missed it because it wasn't there. Or because you're asleep. <laughs> if you get my meaning there. Uh, no. Really? Okay, so right, basically I'm going to break it down for you, Mitchell, here. Right, okay, okay, so the fact that it's not in the film, the uh, the crawls, the crawling yeah, 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 titles, okay, yeah, yeah, right? Okay. Means you would have missed it, right? Okay, Because yeah, it's not yeah. there. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you physically didn't see okay. it. Okay. Right, but you also might have missed it because you were yeah. wanting to see it. No, I thought you were talking so about you the could have colon twice. Star Wars story. That's I thought you were talking about that part of the title. Oh no 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 no! I'm just no, talking, talking about, about the, the crawl. The, yeah, the crawl, yeah, the title no, crawl. I, I don't really care. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Not big on words. Not big on slow ascending words from the Star Wars franchise. I, I, if I, I can no. interrupt, I feel like <laughs> the opening scenes kind of set stage for what's going to happen really well especially if you've read the book yeah like if you want some lazy expositional storytelling then I'm yeah. a big fan of that actually are you actually embrace it yeah, yeah why don't I start all my movies with just like some writing <laughs> so that everybody knows what's going on yeah I don't have to use proper dialogue exactly. at all anymore I feel like it works no. this time around because everyone already knows how it ends they know what the story is well, I going to be about I mean, I guess I knew how it ended, but, like, not what happened to the characters specifically. Speaking about stories, here's a story. This is about Christmas. 
Simo Show, Monday nights, 8 till 10pm. That's right. Welcome back into the live studio, ladies and gentlemen, gremlins and good people. Gremlins and ghouls. Yes. And all of those ridiculous things, if you're a Harry Potter fan. We're here with Tristan Mooney-Wills and he's got a story. <laughs> Did you ever hear the tragedy <laughs> of Darth, Darth Plagueis? Oh, yes, yes, everyone's heard that several okay, times. I'm Rick and this is all my right, porn We can move yeah. on then. Oh, really? Is that the only <laughs> Well, you've already heard it. It is a Sith legend after all. Uh, is that the actual story? You're gonna half you mean, tell a meme. You mean you don't know the whole story? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You just said you were gonna half tell a story. Oh, I could tell the whole story. No, I don't no, need to. Okay. We've only got 15 minutes, so we better move the tra- on. To the the one. tragedy of Darth Plagueis goes for a while, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of tragedies, <laughs> let's talk about your tattoo. Hey, oh, oh that was burn! A and a half. Take that. It did burn. It yeah. felt like a sunburn, actually. Yeah, and oh. you did have to moisturize, correct? Yes. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. I it, just reminded me, it just reminded me of a, um, as a Doctor Who episode and the last surviving human, she is, <laughs> she's just a piece of a skin because she's the last pure human. Right. And she always has she's to say... She's just a piece of skin. Yeah. She always has to say, moisturize me. Right. That's what it reminded <laughs> me of. the only way she can survive? Yeah. Right. A piece of skin being moisturized. <laughs> there you go. That is the kind of high quality if content you get on Doctor, Doctor Who, Who. That's just you know what I'm talking there's about. There's two things about a you know, there's two things about Britain. Their food is crap and their <laughs> TV are ha <laughs> So the people that brought you Doctor Who and Teletubbies and and Greece. Teletubbies not the is movie. Genius. You mean like Greece wasn't brought to you by the people of Greece? No. Oh, that's oh. disappointing. No. I didn't think it was. Cake is a lie, much like Greece, maybe? Finland. Finland, sorry, <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, let's talk about this tattoo. I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to describe it for the ladies and gentlemen at home. Okay, so we've got we've got a whole lot of fire, right? And we've got a dragon amongst that fire, very smaugish, and he's breathing fire down onto a Jedi who is holding two lightsabers. Dual wielding. Dual wielding blue lightsabers. Yes. Uh, from the Star Wars franchise, and he's standing on some rocks, which then, uh, if you look at the kind of the cracks in the rocks and the way the rocks go together, form it, the it reeds. Cry thunder, sword in his hand, titans of justice, fill us, we stand. Yes. So, what does it mean? <laughs> How much time we got? Yeah, we got, we got, no. we got, uh, we got I, thirteen I just, minutes. I just wanted to have something that would like always represent who I was and the person that I'd become, and I just picked a couple of elements that represented me the most. So I picked the dragon, I picked the Jedi, I picked the uh, the Dragon, dragon Force, Force lyrics. lyrics. Yeah, and everything just all works together like perfectly. Dragons are pretty sick, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you got dragons, you got the Force, and then you know, you've got the power metrics. Yes. The three exactly. great forces of yes, the and universe. you know swords. So it kind of sums up a lot of the things that uh, that mean the most to me. And so, I mean, scarring your arms is something that you've uh, taken a bit of a a liking or two, or <laughs> a bit of a <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about a liking to it. Yeah. I've had thirty hours of work done on the left one by now, so yeah. it is a long term, somewhat painful experience, but it's obviously very rewarding in the long term if you're one hundred percent committed, which you should be. If anyone else is thinking of getting one. Like think about it for a year minimum, and before you go ahead with it, shout out to the artist Steve Scholes, or does some awesome work. But uh, what I'm getting at there is the um, the fact of the matter that you did in fact put your arm through a window for a different type of scar. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. At um, a young age. Yeah, that was uh, it was an experiment in scarification. No, yeah. it wasn't. No, I I, I was. <laughs> 
Oh, I'll give the short version of the story. So a year 10 gym class was running around a gym. Cornerstone College students, yes. honestly, running around a gym. Yeah, I mean, how could that story go on? What are they doing? Mooney's defenestration. Wow, I haven't used that word before, but nice. yes. And like so Desolation of smog. Defenestration means to be thrown through. Yeah, I know, but window. defenestration right. is This is the story of the defenestration like, of smog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so people tripped over at the back of the group. Everyone fell forward. Don't want to affect. I was at the front, got kind of pushed through a window by a complete accident. No, I'm accusing <laughs> anyone of assassination attempts. We are beyond that, I hope. Sure it wasn't there were no There were no grassy knolls Liz anywhere in that gym. No, Liz didn't want revenge. Yeah, yeah there were no grassy knolls. <laughs> what else? What else is in conspiracies? Grassy knolls and... Uh, Two hats. Yeah. Hmm. Tinfoil hats. Where did uh, the, the open top cars yeah. driving through Serbian <laughs> streets? Yeah, there were no Serbian streets in the uh, gym. <laughs> no, there was a lot of blood, though. Yeah. So this glass sort of cut the arm all the way through to the bone, pretty much. Missed nice. the nerve by a millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't nice at the time. I mean, it is now, but yeah, it's, it's 10 sick, years. Man. Uh, so, it's my gangster. heroic teacher, Mr. Tony Moffa, ripped off his shirt like Superman, basically, yeah. and wrapped it around my arm to stop the bleeding. He said afterwards he didn't know why because there was a towel right next to him. <laughs> so there's a bunch um, of towels. He just wanted to be left. badass. Yeah, yeah just, moment of heroism. I'm going to use this shirt yeah. as a tourniquet and I'm going to look awesome. Yeah, I'm sure it was awesome. I was probably in too shock to really notice yeah. at the time. Uh, so people who were there at the time, yeah, they, they told me what happened <clears> afterwards because my memory was a little yeah. hazy. And they're like, oh, gee, I had to hold you while you were there bleeding out. I was scarred for life. I'm like, oh, you were scarred <laughs> for life. <laughs> Emotionally scarred versus physically scarred. So how many yes. stitches did you need? Uh, about 300. 200. 200. Oh, I was joking and said 300 yeah. and then he says 200. Yeah, that's not like, even whoa. a joke. Yeah. Whoa. Most of them internal, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure they got all the glass out. What, they just dissolve? Uh, yeah, kind of, there's a lot of sort of engrafts. Um, so it's kind of a weird shape at the moment. But it's, at it's, the it's, moment. It's, well, yeah, at the moment, even 10 years later. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a cool story, though. Um, it's, well, I think Absolutely it worth. Yeah. yeah. Worth so it. Then I had to have a bumpy ride on an ambulance down to the hospital where I oh, stayed for three days and yeah. had a nice. month of rehabilitation. Awesome. The school got its own gym shortly after that. Yeah, nice. gnarly. Well, speaking of scarring yourself, Fruit Ninja, you have been <laughs> one to uh, collect swords in your time. Yes. And uh, You haven't cut yourself? Yeah. Uh, well, not seriously, no. Not myself. Not seriously. <laughs> You haven't tested its edge and then accidentally cut yourself? Uh, oh, he's tested its edge. Yes, I have. Has anyone heard of... Wait, who am I asking? <laughs> Has anyone played the iPhone game Fruit Ninja? Well, I have, but yeah, in many, real life... Many people have played yeah, Fruit Ninja. So we, we throw the... Don't try this at home, kid. Just please don't do it. <laughs> do Just it. Just don't do it. Well, uh, so we were throwing fruits in the air. <laughs> Ignore Simo saying then, do it in the background. <laughs> and then do cutting it. the fruits in half with the samurai sword. Yeah, I was one of the guys throwing the fruit. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky to and be alive. And also throwing swords. <laughs> no, I wasn't throwing no, swords. No, no throwing swords. Although throw now swords, that I kids. think about it, the fact that you had a sword, I was very brave throwing that fruit. You were. Yeah. Bananas featured. Yes, yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. uh, phone lines also featured. Phone lines also featured. We yeah. all stopped dead because he jumped up, tried to cut something, and then he sliced the top out of a cable that was running to the house. Yes. Oh. Could very well have been power. Pretty sure I was there, but I don't remember that happening. No, no, no. no. I don't it was only were. the internet. Yeah, it was Jackson yeah. uh, Maguire from Macclesfield. <laughs> How are you going, Jackson? They weren't all good times. Yeah, they were yeah. all good times. And there was that one time that he used his sword to cut open a pool. 
Yes, uh, we had a uh, a big waiting pool in our backyard for a particularly infamous New Year's Eve party. Great times. But we just kind of left it to stagnate for another six months after that. So we <laughs> were moving bad. out of the house like, what are we going to do with the so pool? This, this like, let's just got, cut it open it's with It's got a sword. algae. <laughs> yeah. It's probably... It's become its own ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's know, infected. Exactly. Every few millennia, evolution leaps forward. <laughs> um, you know, there's a gentleman by the name of Chris Barnes who probably got cloned several times by jumping in and out of that pool. <laughs> <laughs> just awful. Absolutely <laughs> this awful. is indeed the darkest timeline. It is, yeah. Dankest. So you've so what? Where does the fascination with swords come from? Video games. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's the short answer. That's that's where it's at, man. I, I just have this. They're just cool, Looks, man. Yeah, they are cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I swords are cool. I think swords are awesome swords as are well. Cool. But if you ask me to explain why they're cool, I'd just be like. Yeah. You can cut things and they look cool. <laughs> Give it enough time, I could probably write an essay about it, but on Some the spot I'd just say it's because I try to sort of identify with the you know, ancient cultures like the the samurai the same way I try to identify with Jedi Knights. I just have immense respect for that kind of ancient culture and what the sword represented. One's an ancient culture, one's a fictional ancient culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. They're, they're very similar in a lot of ways and the sword wasn't just Truth a and device fiction. to cut people open with that was... <laughs> Yeah, represented well, nobility I mean, and honor and one, and one could make the connection between being a Jedi Knight and following Bushido, which is the yes. samurai Precisely. sort of art of sword wielding. Well, mm. there we do we do have a high percentage of Jedi Knights in South Australia, correct? We do yes. Oh my goodness, yeah. do we actually? You know many of them. Yes. And this is this like Jedi Knights where you're like, I'm a Jedi Knight, or you like follow the Jedi religion. Bit of both. Okay. Uh, I'm glad that we've got a little bit of correspondence coming in. Um, apparently, there, there's you know the Queen Elizabeth chat before you know what sh- you know yeah what happened. Do you remember? Do you know what happened in France? Is it a message from <laughs> to the monarchy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm not sure if I'm it was Liz go on a rampage. Liz go on a rampage, and uh, yes, no uh, Fra- Fra- French Revolution. Yeah, I have yeah, studied there were that. Some yeah. heads that were it, freed it, from their. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, the guillotine uh, had a great, great time. Because were you ever? I believe you were pulled over police once with a whole bunch of swords in your boot. Is that right? Maybe. <laughs> they can't. Oh, yeah, no, they one can't. Ever, no one can see the face they're exactly, making right yeah. now. Uh, yes, that was <laughs> probably true. Yeah. Like, how probably true. Honestly. That is very diplomatic and I like that a yes. lot. <laughs> how does Peter Wesso would say, I find that answer vague and unconvincing. <laughs> but no, I, but I, endlessly entertaining. Yes. Now, I did have swords in the boot for a very legitimate reason. Yeah. He was about to cut up some fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on my way to the fruit like, And what are these? Well, <laughs> I'm an official fruit ninja. <laughs> it was delivering them I to must... Liz on her next rampage. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, what did you say, though? Did you say, uh, I'm transporting these <laughs> to my next premises? Were you moving house? Like, well, what, are you, what are you doing, man? Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a good answer. Uh, I like you that. weren't like uh, carrying a body in your boot, no, Goodfellas style. End story short. I don't, I don't know if there was a body there, but they uh, the cops didn't check, right? They didn't realise that they were there. I'm pretty sure I declared them. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. you declared them. Best to declare Please them don't just panic. in case they find Just in case they... Yeah, just... Uh, wait, mm. is that the same with a body situation then? No, I think I think with a body you have to risk it. I think you have to risk that they don't find it. Do you so you don't so declare. So why do you? Why I've do you, seen Goodfellas. So why do you declare the swords? Because the not- swords is like okay, like if they find them, and like if you declare it, they're, they're probably going to be like, oh okay, you know, blah blah. blah. 
But like the body, like you got to run the risk. Like you can't just declare it. You're still going to get like life. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So you have to oh. be like, okay, I'm not going to declare it. I'm going to run the risk of them not looking for the body. I feel like that's something you have to do as a collector of swords or even just as a cosplayer. It's best to be upfront and open yeah. about your weapons and, <laughs> and, and, and to show that they are safe. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be exactly. having, taking anything too dangerous around, but it can just diffuse the situation very quickly if you just say, "All right, I have these with me. This is what they're being used for," and you know, no one's going to be harmed by it. I actually got a, a, I took my bow on a plane one time. They confiscated my duct tape, but they didn't take my bow. <laughs> what did they? Why did they confiscate the duct tape? <laughs> well, you know, maybe you can ask them. I've yeah. never found out. Eight three nine one three double eight five. Super frustrated with people who like put duct tape on the like the sides of the plane. Yeah, and it makes other people feel like the planes are unsafe. Or it's just like it's, it's just one one baggage handler, and he just had a bad experience with people that always like stuff up the tape, like the opening <laughs> part of it. So it's like all stringy and something just can't handle it. it needs to be like <laughs> clean cut. Okay, and he confiscates it. And so he confiscates he can do that. all duct tape that comes in and out of the uh, in and out of the terminal. What an odd man! Yeah, oh, I never said it was a man. Well, uh, I just assumed. Did it. you just assume his her gender? Uh, Did you just assume the baggage handler's ad- agenda? How dare you! Don't do this, man. <laughs> it's almost ten o'clock. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Well, first, first and foremost, thanks very much for joining us tonight, gentlemen. We're just uh, about to uh, head on out. But one mm. final thing is, uh, Mooney, you're pretty good with navigation, right? Oh. <laughs> um, what does Simo want? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what song you're trying to segue into. No, I'm not. No, 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 we're done. We're, we're ready to go. Yeah, I, I feel like we're pretty good at navigation. We managed yeah. to get all the way from like, EFF to uh, SoCal and Foss. Yeah, watch me navigate. Ha, 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 ha. But on a trip <laughs> back from Falls Creek, you once managed to find yourself how many uh, kilometres outside of the area you wanted to be? Oh, we were, we were shooting for Bendigo, right? Yes. And we ended up in Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of us was navigating? I was navigating, <laughs> but I was also sleeping. Yeah. So you weren't navigating, no, you were sleeping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, long yeah. story short, we accidentally got to Melbourne. And, but, I mean, prove me wrong, but I believe we managed to get home. We did. Right? We which did. Means, <laughs> which means effectively, effectively, I multitasked, I navigated and I slept. No. No, yeah, I did. Because we achieved our goal. It's not about the destination. No, no, no. It's wait, all no, about no, 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 no. Just because the goal is achieved <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean you are multitasking <laughs> while you are sleeping. <laughs> wait, because I can achieve things while I sleep doesn't mean I was multitasking? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're out of here. We'll catch you next week for the final, the final Simo show for 2016. Count it down. The Boxing Day special. We have Everybody <laughs> Talks uh, lead singer uh, on the show. Uh, yet to confirm which lead singer it is of Everybody Talks, but we will get there. Surely there's only one lead singer. <laughs> no, there's two. They share. Well, then they're not lead singers. Okay. Well, say goodbye, Mitchell. <laughs> goodbye. Uh, And uh, say goodbye, Mooney. The Force will be with you, always. always.